The following story contains adult themes and depictions of violence and trauma. This podcast is not for children. Please be advised. I stood alone in the maid's quarters completely confused. I don't know anyone with a high enough status to invite me to dinner with them. If it were Amisha, she would have told me. If it were Jacob, then it wouldn't make sense since he eats in the same hall as us. Could it be... the prince? Why would the prince want me around? I angered him the last time I was face to face with him. Maybe he wanted to thank me for potentially saving his life? No, I didn't save his life. Someone else did. Hey, honey. How was your break? It was alright. Do you know what this is? What's what? This is an invitation from the prince. How? What? Why? So, what do I do? Whatever it is, it's of high importance. The prince doesn't send invitations to just anyone. Did I do something wrong? I don't think so. If you did something wrong, you'd be in the cellar for it. <gasps> Lighten up, honey. It's only dinner. But what if- No buts. Come. I'll lend you a dress. I know you don't have much. Thank you, Amisha. Now, now, there's no need for that. If you need anything from me, ask me any time. Now, it's time to get ready. You must impress the prince. Smoke filled the room as I leaned back into my chair. On my recent trip, I ran into a spiritualist village that sold these. Now that I look back, these things are highly addictive. It's something to clear my mind for a bit. What? I didn't say anything. You've been quiet as of recent. <sighs> For good reason. And that is? I'm purifying the remnant in your arm. It takes up a lot of my power. How long are you going to take? As long as I need. You should be grateful that you're still alive. Now you're telling me that I could have died? You wouldn't have, because I'm here. If you did this of your own volition, there's a lower mortality rate. Why's that? Consider that shard an inclusion. Only a few things can work with it. Now, let's say that you are more fragile or sensitive. That inclusion would destroy you from the inside out. So if you leave, I'm dead. Now, I take the shard with me. Hmm. Fair point. What do you want, Jacob? Sire, may I join you tonight? Why? For your protection, sire. 
Why by yourself? If we were to get ambushed, you'd be able to fight off everyone? I apologize. I didn't think about it that way. If you're concerned with my safety, all nine of you must be there. Are we clear? Crystal. I don't know what you're planning, Wyndham. Whatever it is, you better stop it. My intentions are pure. I would never do anything to forsake the kingdom. Good. Now leave. Yes, your highness. I wonder what will happen. As I made it into the main hall, the sun was setting in the distance. The golden rays shone on the entrance walls. Hey, watch it! I'm so sorry. Here, let me help you up. Get your hands off of me. I'm really sorry. Royal scum. That was a bit rude, wasn't it? I didn't do anything to her, did I? I didn't intentionally run into her. Anyhow, I made my way into the royal dining room. The room was extraordinarily beautiful. Chandeliers emitting a bright atmosphere. Portraits adorned the cyan-painted walls. Large windows catching the final warm moments of the sunset. Please, take a seat. I followed the voice which led me to a massive dining room table. This table was covered in aromatic foods, sweet and tangy desserts, and the alluring scent of wine. At the end of the table there he sat. The prince. I insist. Saren, grab the seat for the lady. Out of nowhere a towering, massive man appeared from the shadows. He had well-kept dark hair, shimmering red eyes, and an extremely muscular build. The man known as Saren bowed to me, then pulled out my seat. You may stand at rest. Me? No, them. As I looked around, I recognized two very familiar faces. Those tapestries. All nine remnant mercenaries are here. Jacob stood next to Zane, near some red-headed girl, and Catalina stood near a window. I'm honestly confused. What is going on? I wanted to thank you for warning me the other day, Miss... Uh... Rillianne. Rillianne Duvon. That name sounds oddly familiar. It does? I don't remember where. Despite my first impression of him, the prince was a handsome man. His skin was pale like the shimmering moonlight. His eyes were the color of fireflies lighting up trees during a midsummer night. Beautiful jet black hair that curled at the top but was cut down at the bottom for a sharper look. It feels all too familiar. Do I... know you? Do you? I'm receiving a sense of deja vu. Perhaps you do. How rude of me. I forgot to introduce myself. My apologies, mademoiselle. I am Prince Zane de Monte, the Crown Prince of the DuPont Kingdom. It is a pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you, too. Now, Mademoiselle Devon, I'd like to apologize for how I treated you the other day. It was simply uncalled for, and I should have taken you more seriously. I appreciate the sentiment. 
Ho. Mademoiselle Duvan, where are you from? There's no need for formalities. You may call me really Anne. I'm from the village of Arendoyle. Arendoyle? You must have come a long way. I have. So what brings you to DuPont? It's strange to have someone from a small village move to such a large kingdom. Well, there was a village fire that took place there a few months back. It ended up killing both of my parents. I'm... very sorry to hear that. I came here to find my brother. This is where he was when we last heard from him. What was his name? Elliot Devon. No wonder that name sounded familiar. He used to work for me. Last I heard from him, he was in Guard Academy. He provided me with some life-saving information a few years back. I guess it runs in the family. Elliot didn't attend the Guard Academy here. Elliot was a bit of a chemist. An alchemist man, if you will. He's very smart. He resigned about four years ago, though. His whereabouts are unknown. My brother was a chemist? Now that I think about it, he was really smart. A little too smart for his own good. I wish I could repay your kindness by finding him. But I believe that would be all for naught. It's hard to track a man with no tracks. It's quite alright. Mademoiselle Rillianne, can you please tell me about what you saw the day you warned me of my assassination? I didn't see much of anything, other than a few strands of dark hair. Other than that, I heard two older-sounding men talking about sticking to a plan, or how different ways of assassination wouldn't work. It was like one was reassuring the other that it was the right thing to do. I see. <clears throat> uh, why did you try to save me? What do you mean? I mean, why did you warn me? Many people would consider my death a blessing. What are you talking about, your highness? Pardon? I do anything in my power to save you. But why? All life has meaning, your highness. Especially yours. My, would you look at the time? It's quite late, Mademoiselle Rillianne. I have duties I must attend to. Uh, please excuse me. Return to your posts. You can continue eating if you wish. Uh, please take care of yourself. Until we meet again, adieu. That was a strange encounter. However, I enjoyed talking to her. Despite how rude I was to her, she still considered my life precious. My brain is telling me not to trust her yet, but my heart... My heart is telling me that I can trust her. I feel so confused, yet so comforted. Why am I getting so worked up over a single sentence? I need time on my side. I can't just pass her so easily. Making a simple mistake like this could hurt me tremendously. She's familiar, isn't she? I've seen that face before. She's from Arendoyle, right? Is she? No. She can't be. Can she? 
goddess, I must have spoken too much. She was barely able to get a few words in. She probably thinks I'm awful for leaving so abruptly. I am awful. During my time spent living in DuPont Castle, I had learned to become a heavy sleeper. All of the maids shared quarters here, and we all had different shifts and most would sleep away when not working. I awakened around noon and I felt my heart warm. I don't have to work today. Today is Gaia. Last night I had dinner with the prince. The meal itself sent me into a coma. I hadn't even changed out of Amisha's dress. It was quite uncomfortable now. I'm sorry? You're just always lounging around, aren't you? I don't understand. It's my day off. Seems like every day's a day off for you, doesn't it? What was this woman's problem? I work just as hard as she does. How can she even accuse me of laziness? Either way, she can't ruin my day. It's Gaia. During one of my many discussions with Jacob, I realized I have only ever spoken with him when the sun was put away. So I asked him when he was free during the day. Gaia. On Gaia, I have the day off while Jacob works the night shift. On Gaia, Jacob is free during the day, and I won't let the opportunity for us to spend time together slip by. I couldn't help but look at myself in the mirror. I wasn't anything special looking. My face was pale and plain. I don't own any makeup anymore. I used to have this lip tint that was my absolute favorite. I wore it all the time. It was somewhere back in Arendoyle, if it even survived. I suppose I could buy myself something new. Anyways, I couldn't be late. Good morning, my lady. Shall we? <laughs> we shall. So tell me, have you eaten lunch yet? No, not yet. Perfect. So I know that the castle food for maids isn't exactly the most gourmet of meals, but I know a place. Oh, do you now, monsieur? There's a district downtown with all of the new restaurants. They've got all types of food. I suppose we should go, then. Downtown DuPont was bustling with all kinds of people. The architecture was significantly different. Restaurants could be made out of wood rather than stone, with flat roofs instead of the typical gable. Some places were completely outside, where the chefs cooked over an open fire. Jacob picked a restaurant and we sat under the shade of a fabric canopy. A chef shared the other side of the table with us, only his side was steel, kept hot by a magician's flame. Thanks. So, what's this place about? Uh, the owner's from Kilahara, so they make Kilaharan food. Oh? I don't think I've ever tried that before. Hello. My name is Kotaro. I'll be serving you today. I didn't exactly understand what the chef was doing here. I hadn't eaten at many restaurants, but all of them the chef stayed in the kitchen. What is he doing? Getting the ingredients. He's going to cook in front of us? That'd be quite awkward, wouldn't it? Oh, you'll see. Cheers. Bottoms up. The drink was some kind of alcohol. It was stronger than I expected it to be, but also less bitter than wine. Yes? Do you like it? <clears throat> mm. 
this is nothing. It's pretty good, actually. All right. Oh, look, he's coming back. I'm still confused. What's the point of him cooking right here? Jacob had a grin you couldn't wipe off his face. This is interesting. Oh! I sat at the head of a table, my hands doodling on a piece of paper. The other seats at the table were occupied by the heads of various trading caravans. The discussion was tedious and unnecessary. The regulations haven't changed in fifty years. I found my mind wandering to her. My hand scribbled on the paper, a doodle of her. It wasn't the best, but a doodle is a doodle. Your Highness, is everything all right? Yes, carry on. Okay, so you catch the egg in your mouth while it's in the air. And then you eat it. I'm not catching on. What is the point of this? No. Okay, just watch me. I would like to try. I believe in you. I would like to try again. One more time, I swear I'll get it. I leaned against the balcony, facing the rose garden. The roses reminded me of her. For a reason I can't exactly define. Perhaps it was the red. The red of her hair, the red of the roses. The red in my face as she spoke those words to me. Most men wouldn't have warned me. They would have let me die. I would have died! She has the audacity to tell me my life has meaning. Even after the cruel words I spoke to her, it doesn't seem fitting for me. The roses are so sweet-smelling, but winter is approaching soon. They won't last forever. Why is he stacking onions? Oh, you'll see. Oh no! There's been a volcano eruption! Thousands are dead! <laughs> <laughs> I sat at the dining table alone. Typically, I would have my food brought to my office or just not eat at all. Today, I wanted to eat here and bask in the natural light. Staring out the window brings me some sort of entertainment. People go about their daily lives in the streets. Specks of insignificance. All regarded by her as lives with meaning. Is it normal for people to be this kind? This isn't particularly something that I've witnessed throughout my entire life. She's gentle, delicate with her words. It's something that's hard to come by. Her words feel natural. However, when I recall memories of last night, something about it makes me feel so... warm. Am I overthinking a simple sentence? Am I taking a simple idea out of context? Am I going too far? I don't know.
She shouldn't be clouding my thoughts like this. Hey there, it's me again, here to thank you for listening to episode 4 of He Who Forsakes the Crown. This has been our least murderous episode so far, you know, no fires, no attempted murders, no public executions, only the fire of a blazing hibachi grill. A a lot of work went into this episode, I'm telling you now. So first things first, I want to say shout out to Epic Gamer on YouTube. I put his channel link in the description of the episode. Now the story behind that is we needed hibachi knife noises and I looked on YouTube for someone who would give me permission and I went to Epic Gamer who is a seven to eight year old boy and he said yes you can use the noises but you have to shout me out and tell your podcast people to subscribe to me. So I respect the hustle and I'm doing it so subscribe to him it'll make his day. Second of all, what came out? Today is August 4th, and that is a very special day. That is our dear beta reader, Melanie Navarro's birthday. Happy birthday, Melanie. Thank you for reading the book. Thank you for making the memes. Thank you for appreciating the story. We love you very dearly. Hope you have a great day. Now I'm going to tell you what I tell you all the time, and that is to follow us on social media. I know a month is a long time, I don't really like the wait either, but you can totally see what we're doing on our downtime on our social medias. That's Chapter 15 Studios on Instagram and Tumblr, that's going to be CH15 Studios on Twitter because of a character limit that I've already talked about and I'm not going to go any further into. I think that's all I have to say. So I'm most likely going to let you guys get back. If I don't let you guys get back, then that means there's something in between. And if there is, I'm not going to tell you what it is. That, that seems like a little surprise. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. The support really is overwhelming. It's so fun to watch the numbers go up, and we really love doing this. So make sure to tell your friends about us. Tweet at us. I'll mention you during the ad break. And I'm going to let you guys get back to it now. So... Uh, I will see you guys, or you will hear from me, next month on September 4th. Jacob! The show was over. We were eating our meals. The food helps me clear my head. Where did you find a place like this? This is so unique and fun. Well, when I first became a mercenary, I felt out of place. My colleagues had years of experience doing it. I was never anything special. I was a fighter, plain and simple. But the new job had a much higher pay grade, and I never grew up with much money. My colleagues brought me here on one of my first days. I was just as amazed as you. They wouldn't stop laughing at me. Jacob is such a good person. I can't believe I get to be here with him. You're far too generous to me. I'm nothing special. Really, Anne, that's nonsense. This isn't too much of a gesture. and I'm here with you because I want to be. Trust me. So, last night at dinner... Oh, goddess... I wasn't too awkward, was I? I had no idea what to do. Really? You handled it so well. I'm pretty sure the prince left more flustered than you. That seems impossible. The prince is such an imposing figure. I can hear the echo of his voice yelling at me to leave regardless of his apology. Are you sure about that? Positive. In the past seven years I've worked under him, I've never seen him act that way. Huh. Then perhaps I did better than I thought. You did amazing. I thanked him for the meal and we shortly left the restaurant walking arm in arm, occasionally swaying. The day was still young. We would stop at the different merchant stands and look at what type of crafts were being sold. My gaze peered off to the side of the road where built shops stood. One shop was decorated elegantly, with lace coverings over the window. Finely sewn gowns were displayed through the glass. The gowns were stunning. 
Adorned in gemstones and beads, they glittered in the sunlight. I'll buy you a dress. Huh? Oh, no. I, I don't need one. Truly. Really, Anne? I can buy you a dress. No, you shouldn't spend so much money on me. I promise you, I can afford it. Let me buy you something, at least. A commemoration of today. Anything you want. I considered what he said and looked back at the stall. There were silver chains with jewels hanging, leather cords and woven bracelets. Some other things seemed unique. A golden mirror, a candelabra, antiques most likely. One particular thing caught my eye. It was almost ironic. A lipstick and a scratched silver cylinder. It was a wine-dark red pigment, similar to my old one, except this was a deeper color. Do you want me to buy you the lipstick? Don't get too ahead of yourself. Excuse me, may I try this one? Of course, darling. It felt routine, the way I traced my top lip and filled it in. I peered back at myself. It wasn't too much of a difference, but I liked it. I looked like a woman with her life put together, not some naive orphan girl running around the village. Hmm. Do you not like it? Hmm? Oh, no, I think it's gorgeous, actually. Excuse me, madam. We'll be taking this one. Thank you for the gift. Well, the entire day was a gift. The sun began to set. It was setting earlier and earlier each day now. Jacob stood radiant in the golden light. I truly believe I could fall in love with him. I've never met a man who's treated me this kindly. I was wondering if you'd let me test this lipstick out. What do you mean? His face was warm and comforting as he reciprocated. He wasn't the first I've ever kissed, yet he was the first I planned on kissing again. I peered into his crystal blue eyes. With this proximity, I could see every speck of his skin, each individual hair of his eyelashes. His lips were chapped. Most importantly, they were covered in red. Well, at least I can say for sure that this lipstick is not smudge-proof. <laughs> is that information of interest to you? Well, of course. Now I know which day I shouldn't wear it. And which day would that be? Gaia. I suppose you're correct then. That would very much be of interest. Hmm. I should go. My shift is starting soon. Don't forget to clean your face before you go. Shall I walk you back to your room? No, thank you. I think I'll take a moment to myself out here. Anything you wish for. I'll be seeing you again, Mademoiselle Duvon. Today was a good day. It's been a few days, and I've been thinking. I want to see her. I wasn't sure exactly how to do it. I don't want my intentions to be suspicious. I'm aware that I'm the prince. I can command and interrogate whomever I wish. However, she shouldn't be ordered. It almost feels wrong. You may enter. So I figured things out. It was more of a request than an order. I was simply asking for tea, then requesting that Mademoiselle Duvon deliver it herself. You requested tea, your highness. 
She seemed different than the previous times. She carried herself stronger, her hair tied back, her uniform neatly pressed and ironed. Her lips were tinted. I had never seen her like that before. Please, come in. With a single cube of sugar, sir, just how you like it. You requested two cups. Are you expecting guests, your highness? Actually, I was wondering if you'd care to join me. Your highness? There's a few matters that I'd like to discuss with you. Uh, please, take a seat, Mademoiselle Rillian. Did I do something wrong, your highness? Oh dear, no, no. I'm interested in knowing more about you. About me? Well, it isn't an everyday occurrence that I get to speak to the sister of Elliot. Well, I must admit I don't remember much of him. I was just a child when he left our home. I'll tell you this. A few years ago, Elliot requested an audience with me and refused to leave for eight hours until I finally agreed to meet with him. Oh, that must have been unpleasant. I must admit I was annoyed with his actions. But his stubbornness was admirable. What he ended up telling me helped the kingdom immensely. What did he say? Well, Elliot was traveling from city to city researching medicine and disease. He was tracking the spread of the Willow's Rash. Have you heard of it? It's that old disease that spread a few hundred years ago, isn't it? It's much more than an old disease. Although its cases are few these days, Willow's rash is highly contagious. It leaves rashes and hives in the most uncomfortable spots. It creeps up your body, reaching your vital organs, and it'll weaken your immune system with each day. There's no known cure. Your brother... He had predicted an upcoming spike in cases that year. He had developed his own remedies, nothing close to an actual cure, but he had means of protection from the spread. He found a way to ease the pain of the rashes. While other kingdoms felt the spread, this kingdom was barely affected by the outburst. The cases have been scarcer since then. That's good to hear. Before Elliot left, he told my mother he was going to make a difference. We assumed he meant as a guard, but I see now he had other plans in mind. I apologize. He left the city quite abruptly. I understand that he's the only family you have right now. Were you close with him? When I was younger, I was. He left our home when I was seven. It was a bit rough to lose him at that age, but I always thought he'd contact us or come back home. We thought we lost him at the guard academy. <laughs> well, good thing we don't have any casualties in our academy. You're right. Now that I think about it, it wouldn't make sense to lose someone in the place where they learn to protect themselves. I understand where you're coming from, though. I know the pain of losing a sibling. I know it may not be my place, but do you wish to talk about it, your highness? What? Why would she care? I mean, she did say that all life has meaning, including mine, but what is she trying to get out of me? Is she trying to bring my guard down? Is she trying to use it as a weakness? Or does she actually care about what I have to say? What I'm telling her is considered public knowledge, so there wouldn't be any harm in doing so. I know you aren't paid to hear my problems, but I'll tell you if you wish to know. Sometimes it's just nice to talk to someone about your problems. I understand if you don't wish to discuss it, your highness. Maybe I can put aside my judgments for once, and give her the benefit of the doubt. 
Her intentions seem clear, and I may be overthinking things again. Well, if you insist. I lost my sister about ten years ago. I was very close to her. The rebellion targeted us because of our father. Willow's rash was starting to peak into point, and he wasn't doing anything to stop it. The castle was being rushed by the rebellion's ragtag army, and within that time, my sister and I were captured. They... They held me down and got to her before they got to me. The king was recapturing the castle and I was able to get away. Oh, Emil. That's awful. I'm so sorry that happened to you. <sighs> I can't really relate too much to your experience, but I went through something kind of similar. Oh. I know that I mentioned this the other day, but my village burned down and I lost my parents. I'm so sorry, Mademoiselle Rilianne. It's not your fault. Please, your highness. Don't be. Please, you can call me Zane. Are you sure there isn't a special title I need to call you by? <laughs> well, it feels wrong for you to address me so formally. I understand that you kind of work for me, but I consider you a friend. Thank you. I'm honored. It's my pleasure, Mademoiselle Rillianne. You know you can call me really Anne, right? Oh, I know. I like the ring to it. It suits you. Well then, your royal highness, is there anything else you need with your tea? That'll be all, mademoiselle. Really, Anne? Yes? Thank you. Anytime, Zane. You know where I am. My feet ache. Um, excuse me? Hmm? What were you doing in the prince's office? I was bringing him tea. And how long have you been in there? I've been out here for a while. I don't think I was gone too long. Ten minutes, perhaps? That's impossible. I've been mopping here for the past fifteen. You shouldn't even be in the prince's office. Only tier one maids have clearance to be so close to him. I didn't exactly remember those rules due to the fact that he invited me himself. I assume the rules no longer apply in that case. Am I going to get in trouble? He requested me. That's allowed, isn't it? What? Why did he request you? What were you two even doing for so long? We were talking. I have to get back to work now. I'll, uh, see you around. These other maids really were so rude. They walk around the castle like they own the place, and they always say the strangest things to me. I don't want to dwell on it, but I can't even count how many times this has happened. <sighs> I'm not going to let it bother me. A few hours later, I find myself sitting next to Amisha in the staff dining hall. After the meals I've eaten in the past week, I can safely say that the staff meals aren't half as good as anything else in this kingdom. It's nice to sit down, though. My feet have been killing me. So I'm standing there, mopping up this woman's vomit as she continues to argue with me. And I keep telling her that I don't keep track of which lord resides where. So, was she drunk? That's the thing! She wasn't! 
At least I think she wasn't. I couldn't smell a drop of alcohol on her. Just vomit. That's disgusting. I'm telling you, honey. Dewpoint nobility is just full of people so rich that they refuse to do anything but start drama. Coming here to the castle and picking a fight with the first innocent soul they see. So, I feel like I haven't caught up with you recently. What happened with the prince and the dinner? Oh, it was fine. Maybe a bit awkward at first. I don't think he's as bad as people deem him. Are you sure you met the prince then? That man scares me. I think that you're being a bit overdramatic. He can be irritable at times, most definitely. But he isn't an unreasonable man. Didn't he yell at you during your first meeting? He apologized. Really? I've never heard of him apologizing. You must be something special, really, Anne. I actually had tea with him earlier today. What? Why is everybody so surprised by this? Because, really, Anne, he isn't just some random lord. He's royalty. He's going to become the king. And what do you mean, everybody? Who else has been asking you about this? Just some random maid. I didn't catch her name. And what did she look like? Uh, longer hair, kind of peachy. Oh, goddess. Adeline. Really, Anne, you need to be careful. Don't go around telling everyone your business. I have nothing to hide, Amisha. I know. But maids only gossip. They can be brutal. Just be aware of what you're saying to them. They can twist words. Especially Adeline and those other girls. Just don't bring too much attention to yourself. I bet they're already talking about your little, uh, guard boy toy. Oh, come on. He's more than just a boy toy. I really like him. That's good, then. If you're happy with him. Oh, speak of the devil. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, honey. Hey. I was looking for you. Let's go on a walk in the gardens. Okay. You know, I've been out here to clean a couple of times, but I've never actually taken a moment to admire the flowers. I've lived here for years. I've barely gone into the gardens. You don't have to patrol out here? Well, there's guards stationed on the outer walls all the time, so anyone sneaking around the garden must have had to go through them. Unless they've broken in through the castle, which is more important. So, I mostly patrol inside. Doesn't it get repetitive? Yeah, but you just have to make the best of it. Hmm. I can tell that you're limping. What's wrong? Oh, it's just my shoes. Your shoes? Well, they're not mine. I couldn't find mine this morning, so I borrowed some from Amisha. They're a bit small. You lost your shoes? <laughs> well, you know, I can be a bit forgetful at times, but still, it was odd. I always leave them at the end of my bed. They were just nowhere to be seen. Maybe they were stolen. Is that something that happens here? I've heard of a few instances. Why would someone do that? They could have lost their own. Or they're just being cruel. Hopefully the former. Ouch. Did you prick your finger? It's not a big deal. Let me see. You might have gotten the thorn stuck in you. I've literally been stabbed before. Let me see! 
<laughs> You're bleeding. Oh. Oh, come on. My goddess, your fingers are so calloused. Like, really calloused. This is all from training? With the bow, yeah. Oh, and the violin. You play violin? Yeah. That's such a pretty hobby to have. You think? One of these days I'll play you something. I'd love that. I'll practice extra hard for you. Well, don't be surprised if I've got extra high expectations. Don't worry. I always deliver. We should get inside. Good night, Jacob. Good night, really, Anne. I'll see you again. He Who Forsakes the Crown is an audio drama written and produced by Chapter 15 Studios. Starring Julia Orsborn as Rillianne Duvon, Seo as Amisha Severine, Eric Smith as Zane DeMonte, Ranger H. Fox as Argus and Kotaru, Nick Richardson as Jacob Wyndham, Zoe Abisher as Maid 1 and Shop Lady, Giselle Fausto as Maid 2, and Ray as Nobleman. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you next time on September 4th.